0: to the family with
1: be afraid be a very afraid Catherine brandt
2: and Andy Brand bernard be afraid of what
1: you what did i do you're in such a stellar mood
0: this oh, fine just, afternoon it's one of those days everyone is <laughs> effing up everything i don't know what that why i just that sat happened.
1: down I'm
0: not talking about you
1: take it out on me
0: big baby we'll be right back kick things off with the family What's that?
3: Can you say Nissan Titan in that big Tom movie theater voice?
0: Do you want Echo or not? No, Echo's fine. No Echo, okay. Right. Nissan Titan. Try it with Echo. Okay, wait a minute. This is my Echo. My Echo. I just paid a lot of money for this Echo. <laughs> Nissan Titan.
3: Man, that's brilliant. We have got a killer deal at our two Nissan stores, Coon Rapids and Burnsville. For this month, for the month of October, you can buy a brand new Nissan Titan, which is just a badass truck. 0% financing for 84 months. Here's the only catch. We only have 12 of them in stock between the two stores. So, But 0% for 84 months on a Titan, that's unheard of. That's as long as your KQ contract.
0: It is. to be perfect.
3: Yeah, so when you get your truck paid off, you don't have to listen to Tom anymore.
0: Yeah, and I don't have to get up anymore.
3: That's brilliant. Can you say Nissan Titan one more time?
0: Knees on Titan. That
1: sucks. Hey, hey,
0: we are back, ladies and gentlemen. A very quick uh, run at it here. Robert Redford's son died at 58 years old. What? Longstanding uh, disease, unfortunately. Jeff Bridges says uh, that he's got lymphoma, but he doesn't say what kind and when it started and all that. So hopefully they can get to that. And all Rush right. Limbaugh has announced that basically he's going to die of cancer.
2: Yep, Rush is not doing well. Not at all.
0: So sorry to see all three of those things. No question about he, that.
1: He just got on Twitter, Rush Limbaugh.
0: He just got on Twitter. Mm-hmm. It was like
1: a big announcement that Rush was finally getting on Twitter.
0: Why? Uh,
1: I don't because he like, loves to be abused.
0: <laughs> I <guess> they're <laughs> beat, yeah, really. they're going to beat him what to a pulp on Twitter. Awful
4: place
0: to go. Yeah, he doesn't want to be on Twitter. I don't know, whatever. I got to ask you guys a question, and I'm asking listeners the same question because I don't really understand this. Did you see the Disney movie thing that they're doing?
1: Uh
0: uh. Okay. Some Disney movies just got 12 seconds longer. A warning was added to them on Disney Plus. But here's what I don't understand. Um,. Dumbo and Peter Pan just got 12 seconds longer. That is, if you watch them on Disney+, Plus. the New York Times reports Disney's streaming service has placed a 12-second unskippable warning ahead of the start of a number of films. It reads in part... Now, we're talking about Dumbo and Peter Pan here. Okay, you're right, right? Yeah. This program includes negative depictions and or mistreatment of people or cultures.
1: Mistreatment? Who? Well,
2: in it's the crows in Dumbo, and it's the... Uh... Indians and Peter Pan.
1: Mistreatment. I'm trying to think. Oh, because
0: i seen an elephant fly? Yep. That thing?
1: Oh, okay.
0: I, I just, I don't understand. You're not well, allowed
2: to stereotype anybody except white people. Well,
0: how is it stereotyped, though? Well, it's a southern accent. Well, no one wants to believe that that was real at one point. Oh, so they basically are saying that they're, they're supposed to, because they're black crows, it's racist? Yep. But they're southern, yeah. Aren't they in a the southern area of the United States? I don't under, uh, whatever. i got a tip off for you. Crows don't sing. That's true. So I wouldn't get so worried about that because they don't sing and they have a southern accent. I, I don't get
1: it. Well, and to tell you the truth, if a child is watching that, they're not, because they haven't heard anybody speak like that. Right. They're not going to equate. No,
0: God, no. I never did. It was
1: something racist. They're going to think that they're just funny crows saying funny mm-hmm. things, or is that just me?
0: Well, you had Heckle and Jekyll, and they were magpies, right? What's Is magpie the same thing as a crow? They're similar. Similar, yeah. I I don't really know the difference. Well, when was
1: that out? When
0: I was a kid. Heckle and and
1: Jekyll. I I don't even know that.
0: I think one of them had a southern accent and the other one didn't, if I remember. I don't remember for sure. Uh, And then Peter Pan, the... Is something negative done to the Indians in Peter Pan? I don't remember. Not really. I'm trying to think. There's a chief in it. I remember that. I don't understand, but by including your culture in a cartoon, why that would be negative.
1: Well, they're sit- I know they're sitting around in headdresses. Right. And which, I know they're around a fire.
0: Which some Indians did, hmm. yes. They and wore headdresses. I don't
1: know if there was, like, a fight or...
2: I don't think there was.
1: I don't remember anything about the Indian part well, you're of You're not allowed
2: to depict any minority group as anything but an oppressed victim now. What the Indians think? weren't oppressed in Peter Pan, and that's bad. <clears throat> because it's ignoring the fact that the white man is so horrible.
1: I just think that you, if, if you're so susceptible to what other people think about you, mm-hmm. then... There's something wrong, wrong with, with you. you.
0: I agree completely.
1: If you can't handle what somebody might think about you.
0: Well, some guy, some, I don't know, he's, he's, he's some political guy, some politician or whatever, referred to Kamala Harris as Kamala Malamala. And they said that was racist. Come on. But apparently, when somebody calls me Barnyard, that's not racist. So, because my name is Barnard, yeah, why it's Barnyard. I, it's not racist. Well, it's, Kamala Malamala Mala is not racist. Was,
1: is, does that have some sort of historical significance, or is it just being playful and weird?
0: It's just like sham a ding dong I mean, it's not that big a deal. Uh, why are we making everything such a big deal now?
1: Well, because it's, like I said, um, most politicians are ugly people that wanted to be actors. It's
0: very very true.
1: And they're in politics and they're and they're finding that the mo- more dramatic that they are, the more people love it.
0: So uh, they do So
1: they, they, yeah, they wanted to be actors, they get to be dramatic. everything's a win-win right now. But
0: seventy percent of people are morons. <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry, but they are. Well that's why
1: they're, that's why it's it's, uh, it's working
0: because they vote.
1: Well, that's why it's working. If you're stupid, then <sighs> yeah. you love any sort of inflammatory headline.
0: Yeah, it, it, somebody's being victimized, particularly I'm being. Dict- Everybody wants to be a victim.
1: Absolutely.
0: Though. I just I don't understand why you want to live your life in such misery. I don't get what is it.
1: Like I said, then if you're viewing yourself constantly as a victim, how do you get beyond anything?
0: You can't
1: because you can look for a problem in absolutely everything.
0: Oh, they absolutely. There's nothing there's that you can't
1: find that. a problem with if you're going to read into That's it.
0: That's true. Uh, That's absolutely true. By the way, uh, so to complete this statement, this program includes negative depictions and or mistreatment of people or cultures. These stereotypes were wrong then and they're wrong now. Rather than remove this content, we don't want to acknowledge its harmful impact, learn from it, and spark conversation and create a more inclusive future together. In addition to the aforementioned films, it appears ahead of The Aristocats, Aladdin, Fantasia, The Jungle Book, Lady and the Tramp, and Swiss Family Robinson. So it's just like all of the... So it's like everything.
2: So Mm. Lady and the Tramp, what? because of the dog's talk, is that horrible? The only one I can think of is there's a Russian borzoi who has a Russian accent. Who
0: cares?
1: Like I said, there's a lot of uh, college classes. Lady and the
2: Tramp is because of the Siamese cats, I bet. We are Siamese, Siamese if you please. please. We are
1: Siamese, if you don't, please. Mm
2: -hmm. Well, I don't understand why that's offensive. I don't get that. The Siamese cats and Lady and the Tramp do have buck teeth, so there is that. So what? Oh, I got that, that from okay. Jerry Lewis. That, that was an ancient, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was. You're yeah, right. that was. That's a stereotype that hasn't existed in like 80 years. But Right. Wouldn't you ask the group of
0: people, are you offended by this? Because i got to believe most people go, no, well, I'm not the offended by, by that. The group
2: always says they're not. That's the thing. Yeah,
0: they always say, no, we're not offended by that. The majority,
2: yeah, the majority of them, you know. If you ask, they have polled the majority of Indians say that they're fine with the word Indian, but... That's offensive now. You have to call them natives or First Nations or whatever.
0: Because high-ranking white people think that's the way it should be, that they don't get a vote even though they are that race.
2: Yep. Okay, that's brilliant. Well, they point to, like, the one out of ten Indians who don't like the word, and they say, oh, look, you're harming those people. But the 90%, they don't matter because they're not useful to the cause. It's amazing.
1: Uh, So Jeffrey Tubin's dick is trending. Yes, it is.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Twitter. Well, that's good for Jeffrey. <laughs> I, I love how he made a mistake. He did that on purpose, and everybody knows he did it on purpose.
2: There's no question that he did.
0: He... I
1: don't know.
2: You, you have to be really, really stupid to do it on purpose. Well, I'll tell you one I mean, thing. you know people recording all of these Well, videos.
1: what I love is CNN is like... Uh, he accidentally masturbated.
2: I know,
0: accidentally masturbated.
1: Or no, they don't even say ma- masturbated. Accidentally exposed himself. Yes,
2: I that's guess what he they was said.
1: actually actively masturbating. He was.
0: He was masturbating. was. Yes. Yes. Oh, hmm.
1: but they're like trying to suppress it. It's mm. like this guy, and and he's going to take some time off for personal issues. Yeah, you know,
0: he's going to take a lot of time off. Cause yep. I don't see how they can bring well, it him sounds back.
1: Like, uh, I guess he was also involved in uh, when he was a married man he had sex with a 35-year-old intern or something. Mm-hmm. I, I, 35 is a little old to be an intern. She got pregnant and he, he she, the new story was that or the story was is that he forced her to have an abortion. It's pretty hard to force a yeah, 35-year-old yeah, to have an true. abortion. But so he's been mm. he's not a great guy. Let's just say he's just not a great guy. They should just get rid of him.
0: Yeah, he's not a terrible human being. Because,
1: I mean, he's on CNN. Matt Lauer, wasn't he on CNN?
0: No, he was on NBC.
1: Oh, okay.
0: He, well, yeah, he was, well, they all took runs at everybody, it looks like. I don't know. It's just a situation where, once again, I you want to cover up for a guy who exposed his penis to four women and four men. You want to cover it. Because the reason he did it is apparently he was all fired up about one of the women or both. All of the women or something. But some of the women on this this Zoom call that he was on, uh, apparently he found them attractive. Or maybe he finds all women attractive and he has to whack a mole. I don't know. I don't get it.
1: I don't either.
0: So I don't And this covering up situation. Well, I, I, We'll we'll close with this. This is a good way to close it. Because, again, we don't even have a dog in this fight. I'm going to vote, but I'm not necessarily going to vote for Trump or Biden. Not, I, you know, I don't know. Uh, there were f- 469 late-night jokes told in the recent uh, cu- last couple of weeks. 469 late-night jokes. 455 were about Donald Trump. Of course. Nice yeah, balance.
2: It's all, it's, yeah, it's just transparent propaganda at it, this point. It's all it is. They is don't propaganda. even try to like, pretend that it's actual comedy anymore. You're right. All right, well, we're trying to
0: figure out, what is there anything you can do anymore that you're not a horrible human being, especially if you're a honky? I don't know, we'll figure it out. But we got a guest coming up, so we'll take a break and be right back. Tom Bernard here with my buddy and CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Michael, this is a tough time for businesses, not only in the Twin Cities, but all over right now. Can you tell me a little bit about what North American Banking Company is doing for your customers?
3: Tommy, at the bank, we're helping businesses with all of our tools at our disposal. Lenders are working as long as it takes with our customers to help them through these tough times.
0: Could you send that to me? <laughs> North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. I like this song. I've always liked this song. He said, it's not Robin Trower, though, it's somebody else. Or is it Robin Trower? I think it sure sounds like Robin Trower to me. I think it is. It's Dougie, I know that. Is Jason ready to go?
2: Yep.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, Jason Peterson, billboard naming Jason Peterson, one of their Latin top 100 power players. Uh, So Mr. Peterson, how are you? I'm good, Tom. How are you? I'm doing extremely well. So what's the, boy, I was just looking at your, your resume. You're kind of a busy guy.
4: You know, people ask me what I do for a living and I typically tell them I'm a recovering attorney and entrepreneur by vocation. So I yeah, we always we keep it
0: interesting. You do. Chairman of Go Digital uh, Media Group, Jason Peterson, and his uh, four other companies, Sync Music, a multi-Grammy-winning indie label, publisher and distributor, Latino Music, the number one Hispanic-targeted mu- uh, multi-platform music television network, over 3 billion streams per month, Content Bridge, and Ad Share uh, blazed the path to re-monetizing the music industry. You, you know what? Get off your butt, Jason. Get work. Let's go. Get a job, pal let <laughs> to God. Your runs, bit-
4: uh, runs in the family, you know. No, oh, does it? Was an entrepreneur, and and uh, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree.
0: That is good. So tell me how what. So your did your father inspire you?
4: He did, and uh, and I have to give him a lot of credit for supporting me when Found I was younger. Four. You know, uh, I was very fortunate to uh, have his mentorship and and uh, help getting this business started
0: fifteen years ago. it's so amazing and the reason I ask you that Jason is I talk to a lot of people now about this problem and that problem with the world and blah 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 having a solid father in place is a gift to children and your mother obviously also but I I brought it because you know your father was an entrepreneur as well Uh, but it's so important parenting is so important in the world right now do you think you'd be where you are now without the influence of your father absolutely not there you go it was
4: Critical in setting
0: my trajectory. I just love that story. We're, we're off to a good start, Jason. I already love your story. It's a great story.
4: Hey, you're known for asking great questions. So you know, we. Uh, oh, I got know. Personal quick. I don't know who told you that, Jason. We got problems.
0: <laughs> we sent
1: him notes. <laughs> yeah, I did.
0: did my wife send you a note you know, he's really good at asking
4: questions? <laughs> no, it's uh, it's quite the business. I uh,
0: from 1977 to 1982. I worked at Capitol Records uh, in the Midwest. Here, re- regional promotion manager for Capitol Records back in the day. I have a I have a love for the music industry and the people in the music industry. It was a whole different day. It was vinyl back then, uh, Jason. So, man, we've come a long way since I was at Capitol Records.
4: The industry has changed a lot. and And that's personally for me right now what is so exciting is that we're going through what I like to call the cable TV revolution of music, where yeah. everybody goes from buying rights, from vinyl, CDs, tapes, to ownership being access rights, and everybody's buying a subscription now to access, essentially, the history of Western music at their
0: fingertips. It's a giant paradigm shift. I think it's so wonderful. You know, Steve Gorman from uh, Black Rose drummer for the Black Crows for 30 years, is an old friend of mine, and I was just talking to him. I, I do a morning show in town as well. Um, but we were ta- I was talking to Steve this morning about that very thing. And what's so great here's a guy who was in a huge band, did very well with him for 30 years. Uh, he's now, he does a radio show at night and all the rest of it. But to hear the excitement in his voice talking about Robert Plant and Bruce Johnson, people like that. I love that when, when when people in the music industries are talking about one another and they're all excited about it. It's such a great and strong business. It's a very, Jason, your business is very, very important, especially in a year like this year when you got an election and the pandemic and you got riots and you got this and you got that. I mean, we need entertainment more than ever right now, sir.
4: I couldn't agree more. And uh, we just wrote an article called consumers have deemed music an essential service. service. And, and, you know, our our thinking really comes from the data, right? We were looking at the fact that despite being in an incredibly challenging time by so many metrics, consumers are buying music subscriptions at a rate that is equal to or exceeds the expectations of pre-COVID times. And so, you know, I I always say to people, hey, you know, there is no form of media, in my opinion, that brings more joy than music. And so music has a tremendous amount of utility to consumers, especially in a challenging time. If you see people cutting Spotify and Apple Music subscriptions and cutting Netflix subscriptions, be concerned, because that means they can't buy food
0: yeah well, yeah <laughs> that's a very good point actually uh and to your point, Mr. Peterson, when I was I think sixteen years old, fifteen maybe, uh very confusing time for me and you know, I was we had family problems, very poor and living in a really very rough neighborhood all the rest of it. I turned sixteen, so you're trying to think as an individual now, not just as a as a teenage boy, and I am not kidding you uh Jason. What's going on by Marvin Gaye got me through about eighteen months to two years of some really down times for me. And it that album got me through, man. It was what a phenomenal album that
4: is. And there's, I mean, probably three hundred million people in this country. That if you interviewed them and you asked those pointed questions that you ask, you would find that there is a soundtrack to their lives. Yep. In fact, the other day uh, we did this thing at our company called Go Digital University which uh, a very well-known music executive named Phil Corderaro puts on for uh-huh. us. And it's a, it's a one-hour interview once a week. We bring in somebody who's top of the game, and we have a conversation with them, right? And, and everybody in our company can participate in this. And a couple of weeks ago, it was Jimmy Jam. Oh, yeah, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, for yep. so many of us, have written and produced the soundtrack to our lives.
0: Nice Minnesota guys, that's all I know. Absolutely.
4: (laughs) Now, Jason, did did you ever
0: play? Were you ever a singer or player or anything like that?
4: You know, that's actually how I got into the business. Yes, I thought so. I was a a musician growing up. And then Mm. when I was about 17, maybe 18 years old, I, uh, I had a friend named Joseph Green who walked in one day and he'd heard Mark Cohn's Walking in Memphis on the radio. And he sat down at the piano and he played and sang the whole thing start to finish. And I went, well, I guess you're going to need someone to handle your business. (laughs) That's a good take. I like that. Because I will never be able to do that.
0: Well, but the thing about you, Jason, is that you have a tone in your voice. You probably were a pretty damn good singer, weren't you?
4: You know, I, I like to joke that I'm banned from singing in the state of California, actually. I, uh, I wish that I could sing. It's uh, something I've always aspired to, in addition to speaking multiple languages. Right. And uh, it's, it's, you know, something that I've never actually naturally been good at, other than talking my way through a very White song. But... Uh, yeah, it's it's something I would like to be good at and and not especially good at, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, I mean, the tone of your voice would... would, I don't know, I bet you if you you spend some time, you you could... The tone of your voice would be a very nice singing voice. That's all I'm saying.
4: Well, perhaps you could coach me because uh, I I know a guy on the radio who's uh, quite the voiceover talent.
0: Oh, you do? You know, one of those guys he was, was a singer when he was in, a teenager? That guy? Yeah,
4: yeah. You know, he's, he's, uh, he's a very well-known voice.
0: Okay, well, we'll get to work on that. Jason, what a great thing you've got going right now. I mean, again, Billboard naming Jason Peterson one of their Latin Top 100 power players to be formally published. Of course, it was uh, three days ago, I believe, right? October 17th?
4: Yeah, Billboard was very kind to include me on the list. We've done a lot of work in Latin music, uh, Specifically, in the last 10 years, uh, I was fortunate enough to be introduced to an artist named Daddy Yankee, who in Latin urban and reggaeton music is, I like to you know, sort of describe him as the Jay Z of Latin music, oh, okay. if you will. Yep. And many people know him for his song from 2017, Death Spacito, which to date is the most popular song in the digital era. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I was very fortunate to get to work with him, and that opened a lot of doors in Latin music. And so it's been 10 years of, uh, of Latin music, and of course we work in other genres as well. Uh, we, you know, we do a lot of work with American, uh, English language, Popular Acts, Janet Jackson, T.I., Jason Derulo. Uh And uh, being a multinational business, uh, and, and myself enjoying diversity, uh, we've gotten to do a lot of work uh, overseas in places like South Korea. And K-pop has taken the world by storm. Most people know BTS. People uh, analogize to Beatles mania uh, with uh, with BTS. And uh, we've been fortunate to do a lot of work over there. So uh, not just Latin music, but a lot of Latin music.
0: I think it's wonderful. Is there... Do you see a, know, an opening? Because I grew up, as I said, in a, in a very urban neighborhood, a very poor neighborhood. I'm a huge fan of rhythm and blues, and it's just gone right now because, you know, rap has kind of taken over that whole area with younger people in any case. Do you think we'll ever see a chance where R&B might come back? Maybe even uh, leading the way might be Latin singers. They would be. I mean, the Latin singers I know that do R&B
4: are phenomenal. Yeah, I, I think everything's cyclical. So we'll see. Yep, yep. Uh, we'll see all of these genres uh, move in and out of popularity. Of course, typically uh, as future market cycles occur, there's a twist, right? I mean, right now in, in the Latin genres, uh, we've traditionally done a lot of work in, in the various Mexican regional genres, and now uh, there's an artist named Nathaniel Cano who is the third most streamed Latin artist in the United States right now, who is. Bending and blending genres between Mexican regional and corridos and and what I would traditionally call Latin urban. Yep. It is a track of Bad Bunny, who is is a reggaeton artist. Traditionally, uh, the number one streamed Latin artist in the U.S. right now, and uh, and and this this guy's 19 years old, and his fans are younger, and they loved oh, it. God. So I think it's 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 what you're saying is is. In all likelihood, it will happen. There will be a market cycle where it will come back.
0: I cannot wait for that to happen. Jason, you got to come back uh, and do the show. We got to talk a lot more about the music business. One of the things, I don't know who wrote the descriptor for you for this, but the, the, this line is terrific. Uh, it says, Five years ago, the music industry was the weak link in the entertainment industry with revenues down over 50%. That all started basically in the early 80s, is where it began. You know, we went uh, vinyl to CD to... You know, what? Excuse me, vinyl to cassette to CD to whatever. Obviously, as soon as streaming hit, uh, the music industry kind of just fell apart because they either didn't understand it, didn't know what to do, didn't know how to handle it. Uh, I love that. I don't know who wrote that. Did you write that yourself? Maybe you wrote that yourself, that descriptor, about five years ago, the music industry. Actually, I think Steve Fisher
4: wrote that. But, uh, <laughs> okay. but it, it's accurate. That's, that's, it you is. You know, that was the of the industry and it's been skyrocketing growth since as streaming's been adopted and ownership the ownership model has really declined and has changed the character of the industry right now now uh, as a creator of music or an owner of music right it's a 100 it's a year annuity yep. as opposed to selling somebody an album once and that's that's you know the value you get from that consumer so it changes the character of the business but we're very excited about it.
0: It is phenomenal. Jason, come back and do the show sometime. I'd love to talk to you some more. Thank you so much. Appreciate your time. I appreciate your time, sir. Have a great day. All right, ladies, we'll, we'll talk to you very soon. Jason Peterson, ladies and gentlemen, again, Billboard naming Jason Peterson one of their Latin Top 100 Power Players to be. Uh, he was inducted uh, just three days ago. So that guy knows a lot about the music industry.
1: Oh, my God, it's changed so much. Yeah, it's changed. Well, yeah, you were there. I
0: was in the record business when, when I met you.
1: I actually saw a shower head. A new shower head with a speaker inside of it. That's, just, that's how, <laughs> dangerous. That's how that's how wild people are about listening to music
2: yeah, now. They are Speakers now, require a lot of power. Don't ask me. I don't I don't know. Mixing <laughs> that with water, no thank you.
0: We shall take a break and be right back. Is Ralph you gonna call in? Yes. We'll be right back okay. with Ralph Basham right after this.
2: we are back ladies and gentlemen
1: if only i could bugle like an elk
2: bugle like bugle an elk like
1: they do the they bugle
2: they make weird noises i
1: understand
0: sure. they sound like they sound like your mom uh, yelling at you uh,
1: remember
2: we was hey that Ralph, what does an elk sound like
3: I can't make the sound. I
0: got the <laughs> mouth call, but I can't make the sound. Honest to God. Brian Zep was got telling one. Oh, you, you, got, one? Oh, you yeah. got an elk sound? Here we go.
1: I hope. Ooh. Okay, here it comes. I promise.
0: Uh-huh. Ultimate mm. elk yes.
1: bugling.
2: Yeah, it sounds like a woman screaming, yeah. Yeah, kinda. It's not a good sound. <laughs> Isn't that that's scary? That,
1: that's bugling?
2: <laughs> that is scary sounds as, more as like hell. Sounds like
1: screeching
3: your brains no, out.
0: Really. It sounds like a that, woman that's that, being attacked.
3: That's right. That, that's, that's uh, you know, I want to be able to say that every man hasn't heard that. Uh, <laughs> oh, my guys, married man. I, I, I want to be able to say that, but I can't. I can't, I can't say that that's not, not been the case. No, the, the, yeah, the, the bulls sound like that, and the cows just, they make a little mew sound Right. Uh, uh. to call the... I'll
0: get to get a date. Everybody's looking for a date during the rut. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Brian Zepp, who still lives in Montana because of the COVID thing, he's not living in Minneapolis yet, even though he's on the morning show. He played some of that uh, apparently like a week ago, maybe two weeks ago, a bunch of elk. And apparently they'll come to a certain point, but they won't move any further like, if they, they sense there's a, a highway or something like that in front of them, yeah. they stay way back away from it and make that sound. And so he opened up the window, and we listened to the, the elk live, and it was like five of them doing wow. that. Oh, wow. It was like, oh, my God. It it's was like
3: a, really yeah. eerie.
1: Enough to give you nightmares. Indeed. Yeah,
3: they, they, they do that to uh, challenge each other and to say, hey, get out of here. I think Dave's are mine. Right. Kind of stuff. And then they... And they fight and all that. It, that's an unbelievable uh, hierarchy that they got going on, and the, and the big boys get all the get all the action, I guess.
2: And after all that, you just come in in there and shoot them in the head. <laughs> way to go, Will.
3: Way to go. Boom. Boom.
0: There's a hierarchy there, there.
2: too. So we want to yeah, hear
0: about but it. Yeah,
3: you know, only about only about 10%, or ten percent or 20 percent of the tags get filled each year, but it was uh, it was hmm. way more effort than I expected. You know, we started. You know, they they put me in a 45-pound pack, along with Josh and Ashley. You know, they're 35 years younger than me. And they uh, were hiking up the mountain from 9,000 feet to 10,000 feet, Mm. then down and to get to a campsite, then up and down every day a couple times to get to where the elk are. And there were hunters everywhere. Uh, So, yeah, it was was arduous. It's a lot of walking around, looking for... Looking for these bulls to try to, to get a little, get, get a few pounds of meat. That's going to end up costing about fifty dollars a pound if you try to amortize <laughs> yeah. all the equipment and everything. Oh, oh it is. Um, you never judge. You never rationalize the cost of the meat, man.
1: No, um, but it was fun. Did you see fun. any?
3: Did you see any? else saw one bull. Oh, saw one bull, one cow, and uh, the Trevor couldn't get a shot off on the bull but the, the bull ran 35 yards someone else shot it oh yeah <laughs> that many people around God. It, was, it was yeah it, that's exactly right a lot of a lot of people you know mm. you're never quite certain if someone's a little bit drunk or hung over with a high-press really? rifle yeah, yeah do Something to run along yeah mm.
0: not my cup I rem- of tea i remember
1: um when we saw brian out in montana yeah he told he told us that you've got to be careful because the bears now are you know they're really hungry and they're really feeding heavily before they go into their oh yeah hibernation and they have been they know that when they hear shots that there's usually going to be
0: Dead elk.
1: a dead something, oh. and they come running. Oh! And a lot of times they steal whatever oh. it is that somebody's shot, or they're like, or they defend it. So you also have to be afraid of, you have to be worried about that. Yeah.
2: I'm guessing you're not allowed to defend your kill from the bear.
1: I don't think you would want to. Uh, we
3: well, you, well, you didn't so much. You, you don't. You can defend yourself, uh, you know, out of personal safety. In fact, you're allowed to carry any kind of sidearm you want. Um, Concealed or unconcealed, it was that wasn't issue. We all had sidearms, so we weren't worried about that. But to also remember, then there's a lot of food around for the bears in yes. the mountain lion. So, and yeah. you know, Every time, whenever you've once you've cleaned the animal, there's still tons of tons of meal yeah, you know, left there. that's true. And they'll come and they'll feed on that for two or three days, and they go, you know, and they they get their belly full and they go sleep for a while. They're not eating every day mm-hmm. because uh, once they get that sort of stuff. Oh, it's unbelievable. Then. We got there on on Saturday. hunted Saturday it was a beautiful night, crystal clear. You could lay in the grass and look at the stars. They're just beautiful up at that altitude. Then on Sunday, the temperature drops. We get three inches of snow, and that night it was it was below. It was oh, I think below zero. Really? We're mm. sleeping. Burr. And we're sleeping in tents that night. of so, yeah, burr. Exactly right. <laughs> it got it took the edge off the joy of hunting. So. Yeah. It, it, we, we called it We called it that day and. Got got back in the car and got home on Sunday or Monday night. But I'd do it again in a second. I'd lie, It was good fun, but it you got to plan for the boredom because there's a lot of sitting around and looking.
1: Would you go to a different, like a more remote, remote area where there aren't so many yeah. people?
3: <laughs> yeah, That's exactly what happens. Is that we found actually when we camped, we camped up three miles or two miles in uh, into the into the public land, and there were old. Uh, outfitter camp there, and we slept at one of those. And they actually, they had set up toilets there. I mean, it was it was it was an unbelievable mm-hmm. place, to, comfortable place to be. But the outfitters had moved from there and had moved another two miles deeper into the... So you have to go way in if you're going to try to see the elk because there's so much uh, under pressure before that. So you have to be way in. It's, it's arduous, and it's far better to do with llamas or horses rather than doing it uh, just trying to pack it out yourself because... A lot of walking getting it out of there.
0: No, so did you or Josh have to carry the case of wine up with you?
3: That's right. We, it, was, it, was a, it was a shared responsibility. We are carrying the wine and the liquor. <laughs> no, I, knew but, I knew it. I knew it. And that's the other thing. The outfitters, you know, they got, they're bringing food. They're bringing steaks. They're bringing everything. That, they got some guy, some guy there cooking for them and everything like that, pouring drinks. So it's a, it's a, when the outfitters do it, it's a whole different experience. You just, you know, you don't get your hands bloody when you once you shot the animal. Oh yeah, that's my of, kind of hunt. It's a little bit sterile. So it's. It, it, oh, that's your kind of. It's so it's like glamping.
1: Glamping with. Mm-hmm. With shooting.
2: Glunting.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Glunting. It's
2: not a pretty word. <laughs>
0: Glunting is not a pretty word. You're absolutely <laughs> right about that. So, so did you end up with any meat at all, or any what? Any meat?
3: No. No. Nothing. Nope. Not a, not, you don't get an elk, you ain't getting no meat. So that was that was it. Mm. And it was sad because the one elk that was shot, the guy didn't take the back half of it off. Really, it, that's it, weird. It left, he probably left a hundred pounds of meat laying on the laying on the mountain. Why would he it's do that? Because he doesn't it, want to carry heavy.
1: it. Probably.
3: He's, yeah, too heavy, lazy. if mm. uh, just it, it, it was some guy. He was he could barely get down the mountain. He was an older guy. He could oh. just hunt, it just it was it was not. It was not in the spirit of things. It was, it was sad. Well, why... See, and that, and that people are
1: Yeah. Why wouldn't he just tell somebody else to come and yeah, take it? Yeah, can just take it? Yeah, them? there's plenty of people around. It's yeah, It's like, come hey, and I, don't take I don't want all this. You take this. Yeah.
3: You can't, because you have to prove kill, and you have to prove... that You have to show them the antlers. So if you have meat, you have to show them that was a male that you shot. You have to have oh. the antlers with you to prove that, and you have to have the tag that you shot it. Oh, so if you just show them the meat, you know, oh, that. Yeah, it's just, but, but the law says you're supposed to be responsible with the meat. So he could have been cited for leaving too much meat on yeah. the animal.
0: Oh, yeah, I suppose that's true. Yeah, waste of a
1: waste of an animal. That's for sure. That,
3: well, it, well it just it's just not, you know, hunting is hunting is killing an animal is a small part of hunting. But once you've taken on that responsibility of harvesting an animal, you're responsible to take the meat. Yeah. Yeah, and I could trophy see. Trophy or whatever else you want to <laughs> take. You take as much as you possibly can that's useful, but, you know, you know, and, and it just, that was sad. That was really sad and terribly disappointing to me, and, and I think, to most hunters, I know people are critical of hunting and that sort of stuff, but it's a legitimate criticism when people are not responsible. Right, sure. absolutely right. unacceptable.
0: Yeah, you know, I've never been hunting. I That is real. I've never been hunting in my life.
1: I sent yeah. my... my I sen- was, oh, sorry. Go ahead.
3: I did it as a kid, and I stopped when someone, when I when went to... I was sitting by a tree and directly, I was sitting with my back to a tree, directly behind me, I hear a shot and I, and I stood up and I looked and there was a dead deer between me and another hunter that was walking toward it. Oh, and that was the time oh, yeah, different deal. That'll different be good. Deal. So I, yeah, so I, I stopped hunting for a while, but I didn't find, I didn't feel threatened because most of the people <laughs> shooting are shooting into the ground. They're way up high shooting into the ground. So it's just, it's hard to, you're not in the line of fire at all. Oh. Right. So, right. The bullets don't carry a long
0: distance. Or. <clears throat> well, I'll tell you this: yeah, when I great. was when I was 16 years old. Oh God, we got to get going here. But when I was 16 years old, I I had uh, a friend who, well, I, I played at, uh, with the um, uh, the Loralites. They were a marching band. For uh, I played drums yeah. in the marching band uh, with the lights back in the day. And one of the guys, nicest guy, to a guy named Dave. Went uh, deer hunting, went bow hunting, took an arrow right in the chest. Oh, Never even made oh, it out, of, never made it out of the woods.
3: Oh, I know. You have to be so, I mean, uh, yeah, that's the fear. You get, someone, you get shot. Ooh, yeah, on he Those got arrows it. are mad, bad actors, too, I'll tell you.
2: Well, they're designed to cause as much blood loss as possible, right. so, yeah. Right, exactly. Exactly
3: right. Exactly. Absolutely, they did it. Nasty pieces of equipment, I tell
0: you. <laughs> All right, Ralphie, we'll oh. see you next week I'm in studio. Okay, huh? oh, okay. I hope,
3: yeah. I hope we'll be there next week. Uh, give my best to Kristen,
0: you know. I'll see. We'll see if we have time to do it. Okay, yeah.
4: Okay. Talk to you later. Thanks, Thanks Ralphie. We'll talk
3: to
0: you later. Bye. Bye-bye. All right, okay. Bye-bye. We'll be back with hour two.